Hello, hello. Hi, Nana. Hi, Tane. How are you? I am doing well. I think my well is in quotes, but I'm doing okay. You know, can't complain the moment. That's good. How are you doing? I actually feel good today, which is which is a surprise. I know, but I actually feel good. So I'm going to accept it and enjoy it. All right. Well, we're in episode nine. We're going to discuss episode nine, which is titled The Turtle and the Hare. What did is you it, think of the episode? Um, I liked it. I liked it a lot better than last week's episode. Yeah. Um, yeah, I liked it. I know it sounds kind of non-committal, but I think that's how I felt about it. Yeah, I did like it. It was a it was it, I, like it's not top tier, but it wasn't bad either. Exactly. Like the um, content. Mm-hmm. So, to summarize, for those of you who may not have watched the episode, this is the episode where Miranda introduces the group to her newfound love of vibrators, um, namely the rabbit. And it's the one where this introduction leads Charlotte to be addicted to it. Carrie finds out that Big doesn't want to get married. And Samantha gives someone who is not her type a chance. Mm. That's Fair a sense. great summary. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's just dive into it. So the episode starts with someone who is not part of the Fab Four called Brooke. Brooke is an interior designer who only dates A-list guys. Every Saturday night, as Carrie describes it, and guys, Carrie's the one telling us about Brooke. We're just watching her on the screen, and Carrie's doing the voiceover and telling us about her. So Carrie describes her dating life as every Saturday night was like a senior prom. And as she says this, we're seeing her come out of limos or black cars or the doors being opened for her, going for a restaurant. And all I could think think of was, for an introvert like me, was that sounds so stressful. going out and dressing up and doing that so yeah but good for Brooke but anyways the whole point is that Brooke is getting married and everyone wants to see who she finally settled down with and Carrie describes this woman's husband as wow he's more boring than exposed Brick actually I think she said Brooke was the one who described him that way am I right yes 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 (laughs) He's more boring than exposed break. I was like, wow. Okay. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, the four ladies, I guess all four. I was about to say that Carrie seems to be the only one who has friends outside of them, but all four ladies were invited to the wedding. So I guess they're all friends with Brooke. Exactly. And also, I feel like because Carrie's our protagonist, we get to see more of her friends, I guess, than the other girls. Or women. Yeah. That's true. And I guess as we discover this first season, they're really still trying to figure out what to do with all the characters. I wouldn't say all the remaining three are fully developed. Carrie is the only one who kind of has like some kind of development going. Exactly. So far. So they're at the wedding and I laughed when Carrie described it as, oh, it was your average $100,000 wedding. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> my jaw <laughs> dropped. And I know we always get told about how weddings are getting increasingly <laughs> insanely yeah. expensive. I'm like, even imagine how much that must like if it was a hundred thousand then, imagine yeah. how much it'd be now. Would it be two hundred and fifty thousand? Half a yeah. male? <laughs> I mean, 
so the average wedding they say for the average 150 200 person is like 20 30k is what they say it is yes i just think people that live in like new york like just to get a space i can't even imagine spending that much but so she carrie continues to describe she's like the wedding had a mix of people it had investment bankers it had college class their college classmates and then she says and then there was us and we looked like the witches of east week and the way the camera panted them she was so right they were all black <laughs> but they looked good though i was like yes witches of east week they looked banging <laughs> but i don't know if it was a conscious choice why did they all wear black I don't know. Maybe no, it wasn't even an evening wedding, was it? No. It was a daytime wedding. I don't know. Who knows? So, anyways, I laughed though because I think Samantha was a little tipsy and she was dancing towards the camera trying to take a picture. I was like, at least they're having fun. It's an open bar team. So Samantha um, looked great. That dress. She did. Mm, <laughs> she did. And Carrie continues and she says a wedding this size always has two singles tables and there was one and w- they were in the other table um, that she was referring to. But I was going to ask you, you know, I've always seen this on TV where mm-hmm. they always say it's a singles table or whatever, but I don't know that I've encountered that in real life. Oh, I have. <laughs> oh, like on purpose, there was a single yeah. table or really? Yeah, it's because if, yeah, this I've, this has happened. Okay, guys, <laughs> I've I've had many lives. I'll say, and at one point in my life, I was an events planner. <laughs> oh, I don't yeah. even think I knew that. <laughs> no, I don't think you did. <laughs> well, finding <laughs> out with you guys, guys. <laughs> at one point in my life, I was an, I, I was actually an events planner in Ghana. So yes, doing those type of weddings, you know. The ones that make it on the pages of Bella Niger and all of that kind. It was one of the most stressful periods of my life. But it was actually fun in some weird ways. But if people aren't coming in couples and pairs, yeah, we would put them on a singles table. And I've also attended weddings where I've been clearly on the single. Oh, I've I've been to a lot of weddings, but I've never been to a single table. I think the closest that I would say is like, it got to a point I've been to a lot of weddings. There were Mm -hmm. sometimes, and everyone was trying to um, cut costs as much as possible. So I'd get Mm -hmm. an invitation and I don't even get a plus one. It just assumed that I was single. I think I was the perpetual. (laughs) Do you know what? That's right, actually. I'm trying to think how many times I've been offered a plus one. But I think I also, I'm the kind of person that I wouldn't ever show up to a wedding with somebody. Unless it was very serious. So I Uh, think they knew that about me. That's why they didn't offer me a plus one. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. I think for me, my plus one was always my friend. So Mm, (laughs) maybe that's what it was. But I mean, I don't know, but you get the choice. It could be someone you're dating or whatever, and they might not know. I don't know. But the thing is, it could be maybe an old college friend that isn't privy to your dating life. You would think like, I think they'll be like, nah, taint single. So yeah, they didn't even bother. So (laughs) man, this life is cold out there. Okay, well, good to know that this actually exists. I've only seen it on TV. So there is a guy on their table who is so loud, and his name is Bernie Turtle Pub. What a name. I think it was Ash. But he was on their table, and Carrie says everyone knows him, or he's referred to as the turtle. He's known for good investments and his bad breath. 
that might be something else to behold. But Seneca comes to the table and he's like blatantly staring at her ass. And you could just see in that moment, he's enamored by her as she walks away. He asks Carrie, what do I have to do to get her attention? And why is it when people that have bad breath that always want to speak up close? Thank because you. <laughs> they want to use all the H's. Hello. How are you? <laughs> so he's all up close and Carrie's trying to, did she grab a flower or something? Yes. Can I just say with this scene, look, bad breath is one of the things I cannot stand in. And okay, nobody likes bad breath, but it, I don't know, it gives me like an instant headache and it immediately puts me in a bad mood. Because <laughs> I was like, why can't you smell that? <laughs> I know. And I'm so sad you can't even smell it. But you just reminded me of like, a, I watched Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Mm-hmm. There was an episode when Lamar was dating Chloe. Kim has always been the outspoken one, and I think she does not like bad breath. She just brought it up to Chloe one time. She's like, listen, we got to do something about his breath, and I think it's from, like, a cavity in his teeth, and we need to get that checked out and done. And I remember laughing so hard because I could tell that she was so bothered by this breath. She's like, I can't do this anymore. Look, I feel her. It just doesn't it put you in a bad mood. Bad smells just put me in a bad mood in general. It's an affliction to the party, the offended party. Yeah. <laughs> so two hours later, the um wedding is still going on, and Carrie says they're bored. And I kind of have to agree with Carrie. I'm one of those people who kind of find weddings boring. Because they are boring. Anything that goes on, like, it doesn't mean I'm not happy for the couple, but I'm always um, in awe when people find it to be an event. I get it. It's like a party. You get to meet with friends and you get to drink. But again, in my regular, I sound like an old dud, but it's just because I'm old now. But back in the day, I used to, but now it's just like going out and doing all the same thing. It just seems boring because you've done it so many times. Like the first few times were fun and it's great and it's good. But it's the same script. And you're literally just sitting there. It's the same music. Everyone tries to play the same things. The same drinks. I mean, I don't know. But some people... what I hate is just sitting around. Okay, this is is like the greed coming out of me. I just want... I actually love the ceremony. I don't understand people who miss wedding ceremonies and only go to the reception. I just (sighs) find that kind of strange. But that's a personal thing. I actually enjoy the ceremony to eat and then leave. (laughs) Once I've eaten... I don't, the speeches, I don't really care that much. And then the first dance, all of that, I was like, hey, where's the food? Where's the drink? <laughs> I just want to eat and go. Yeah, so I feel, I do find them a bit boring. I think it's only once, I'm trying to remember, when was the last time I went to a fun wedding? I really can't remember, you know? God, when was the last yeah. time? No, I have been to some fun weddings, but I would say what was fun about it was maybe having seen someone because the last wedding I went to, oh wow, it's been a while. Unless my memory is failing me, was a family wedding in Abu Dhabi. So that was fun. We all got to see each other. We don't all live in the same um continent. So everyone came from afar and saw each other. So it was fun. Mm-hmm. So it's always more about, I guess, the people you see. But again, if you have mutual friends and you go to a wedding and it's the same people you see all the time. It loses its allure a little bit. So. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, I think, yeah, you're right. I enjoy catching up with people I haven't seen in a while. And, like, gossiping and doing, like, yeah, that's the fun part for me. Yeah. yeah. So, Charlotte being Charlotte. I'm trying not to be annoyed by Charlotte with this last <laughs> But she's, like... She's annoying, Tane. I'm sorry, but she is. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I don't... 
you know, I'm just like, is she a little, you know what? I'm not even going to go there. But anyways, Charlotte asked, are we going to stick around and catch the bouquet? And I'm just, and I tried to go in my memory to see, has this ever been fun or not? Or do I think it's weird now because is it age dependent? Okay. This is so funny because a few days before I watched this episode, I was on Instagram and um, there's this popular influencer and she was actually talking about catching bouquets. Mm-hmm. And I've always found it kind of demeaning, but I've, mm-hmm. I was always kind of uncomfortable saying it because I feel like when you're single, people always want to paint you as like a bitter single. Yeah. I've, even when I was honestly like 13, 14, I've always found it a bit demeaning and I couldn't articulate why I felt that way or really kind of express myself well. And I was yeah. like, oh my gosh, somebody finally feels the same way I do. I was like, why do we have to like vie with other women? Like, yes, we're going to be the next ones to be married. And I, I always used to sit down. <laughs> like I didn't get up to catch yeah. okay. The only times I have stood up is because, you know, when it looks like you're being difficult and people yeah. are like, oh, please, please. Yeah, so I'll do it just to like not make other people uncomfortable. But if it was down to me, I just think it's stupid. I'll be very honest with you. How do you think about And you felt that way since you were younger. I don't know. I was trying to remember when I was younger how I felt about it. But I'm thinking, like, it was just fun dancing to me. I didn't think much of it because it's just what we did. Mm -hmm. You know, back in the day, I don't know that I was a critical thinker. I didn't put much thought into it. I just thought, Mm -hmm. oh, it's what you do weddings. Don't be a bad sport. But I remember i got older i just started sitting down because i'm like what am i doing like you're standing there and you're just looking you know waiting to be caught but i do notice there's some people who love it they'll be like throw they it to do. me i think some people really believe if they catch it it does mean something do you know what you're so right i think that's when i don't want to say i stop being like a bit judgy but if somebody else loves it who am i to tell them <laughs> that they yeah. shouldn't but i just hate the feeling that you have to I just, it just reminds, it makes me feel icky. It feels a bit like a meat market and I don't enjoy that. So I don't like being put on the spot like that. So I think that's maybe why. No, I can understand that, which is why I asked. I'm like, just being honest, like, is it age dependent or has it just always been a thing? But I don't think I complained about it when I was younger. But again, I wasn't Mm -hmm. putting thought into it. And to me, it was just, we're all dancing and catching something. I don't put any stock to it. But yeah. later it just became this whole thing, especially now, like when you go to weddings and then there's just like five people. And yes. people. <laughs> so, like, yeah. Because okay. we're getting old. <laughs> okay. In my experience, I've always had a problem with it. But yes, yeah. I agree that as you get older, it becomes more and more of a thing. So, yes. yes. Okay. So, and guys, feel free to let us know. How do you feel about the book? Do you think it's just fun? Or do you just think, like, there's something to it? Or do you feel like Nana, where you've always... It's giving you the ick. That's the best way I can put it. So, yeah, please let us know. I've actually never asked other people how they feel about it. So I'm really interested. So, as they're leaving, they're doing the whole goodbye. And the bride, Brooke, is at the door. And she's hugging each of them. And it's like she leaves each of them with a saying. And then with Miranda, she hugs her. She goes, wow, I can't believe I did it. With Charlotte, she's like, you're next. He has great friends. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) I get it. I mean, you know your audience. But with Carrie, she just says, it's always better to marry someone who loves you more than you love them. And we have to talk about this because 
I hear this all the time from your yep. aunties and you know older people, but I did Same. not know that this was a universal thing. And you know, people of the Western world actually thought this too. So this was a revelation to me with this episode. Do you know what? When she said that, I thought it's one of those things I've heard so many times in my life. I honestly didn't know where I'd heard it from. So I didn't mm. know whether it was an African thing or an everybody thing. But I do remember when I watched it, I was like, oh, yeah, okay. We've all been told yeah. this a million times. Yeah, but I've always struggled with this saying. When everyone said it, okay, when I was younger, honestly, I went through a whole process. I honestly used to operate for the longest time, like with men, they don't care about things. They don't hold feelings that they're just in relationships, but they move on so fast. They don't hurt. They don't have emotions. That was literally how I operated up until like my mid late twenties. Okay. And I truly, truly believe that. So every time they said, Oh, you need to marry someone who loves you and love them. I kind of got it. Whereas it's just like, Oh, he has to be infatuated because in my mind, men don't get that infatuated. So I'm just like, oh, if he does, then you, know, you kind of meet, you know, on the same level because women do get infatuated and blah, blah, blah. So that was what, you know, that used to mean to me. So when I had to have a huge mind shift, when my mind was blown, like, whoa, I guess men do feel stuff. Not a lot of them, but, you know, it's still there and I have to treat them like human beings. So every time someone says, oh, they love you, man, love them. I'm like, what does that mean? How do you measure that someone loves you, mother, love, like, I don't understand. Okay, so let me break that down a little bit. Okay, going back to how you used to think, I'm one of those people that thinks men are probably more emotional than women. Mm -hmm. It's just we, (laughs) the things that men are emotional about, we just call them different things. (laughs) We don't call them emotional. Because have you ever had a man who's determined, like he's infatuated with you? They are very unrelenting they don't give up they're just like in your face all the time because they want something from you and if their roles are reversed women are like oh they're crazy she's so pushy blah 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 and i do do you see what i mean that it's just called something different or it looks different i should say when it's men Mm -hmm. and even men like moving on uh, more than women i think it's because men are allowed to be more selfish than women they're allowed to choose themselves more openly women we kind of we kind of have to do the whole theater of grieving and being sad before we're allowed to move on quote unquote especially if we've been together with a person for a length of time if a woman moves on too quickly you know how it is people either call her names behind her back or say she's heartless or she must have been cheating already we're just not allowed to be openly selfish like men are (laughs) we're not allowed to choose ourselves I agree with you on that. I think going back to the first part where you're saying when the man is relentless and he keeps going after you, I was mm-hmm. about to fall into what you were saying that we call it something else. Because in my mind, I was thinking like, it's not really an emotion. It's more ego. But I don't know. Yes. If having an ego is an emotion. I don't know. Ex- so that's what I, I think it is. That's exactly my point. We call it something okay. else. And I'm just as guilty. I'm not saying I'm like above it or whatever. I'm just as guilty. We just call it something else in men. Mm-hmm. But And then to your second point about how do you measure love, that's a very good point. Because I'll be very honest, when I first heard that phrase, I'm always like, yes, this is what needs to be happening. Whoever I'm with needs to like me more than I like them. Just, and I know, like, sorry guys, like mini therapy time. I know for me, it stems from a fear of rejection. I find it very hard to like open myself up and allow myself to love somebody out loud. 
Yeah. My friends is fine for men, it's different. Just because I just don't want a man to take me for idiot. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? You don't want yeah, me yeah. to like, take the piss. So yeah. there's always a part of me that wants to hold back and don't want to be completely open. So I think when I first heard that phrase, I'm like, yes, this is what needs to be ha- this is what needs to happen. Because for me, it represents having an element of control about the situation. Just because in my head, I think he loves me more than I love him. But as I've gotten older, like you're saying, I don't think that's the healthy way to love at all. Yeah, well, it's just tough because when you say that, like, for example, for people who think they need to love and then you need to hold back or whatever, and I have these conversations with friends, and I'm like, so don't you think he's deserving of full love? Like someone that actually, like, if you come with a real one, because the argument is like, oh, he's a man or whatever. But the whole purpose of, you know, love or finding a relationship is the vulnerability that, yes, it might fail. So you kind of have to give you your all. But at the same time, you wouldn't want someone else to give you half love. So why would you give someone half love and expect them to give you full love? I'm like clicking for you right now. That's so true. <laughs> So it's always a whenever say they need to love and you do if you're like I've always said this, all the people that we see that maybe even we criticize and we say, Well, how could she do this? Blah, 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 but they're in love mm-hmm. because they're in love. When people say things, I'm just like honestly, in the few times like I've been, I'm not gonna say in love, but like really liked someone, mm-hmm. honestly, your head does not come into play. There's not even space for you to have control. So that's why I've always seen it. It was like when someone's like, No, I'm I'm doing this. The fact that you're still able to control your emotions, then to me, you don't even really like that person. Because honestly, when that thing hits you in the back of your head, you're just gone. That's why it's called lost in the sauce. Like, you <laughs> okay. don't have- <laughs> let me give a different perspective. Okay. Again, guys, I know this isn't healthy. Like, let me just put the disclaimer. I'm working on myself. But I've always been that kind of person when I really like someone in the way that you just described. It's my natural impulse is to run. I would literally like I want to get away from the person just because I don't want anybody to have that much control over me and my emotions and so I either close myself up and only give them kind of a half kind of love and affection and I know I'm capable of more and they may not they may or may not know I'm capable of more but I know like it's like it's like trying to keep a lid tight on something that you know that if you crack it open a tiny bit it's just gonna burst so and that's not fun either because you're always on edge you're like always careful about falling too hard or i just run and leave you alone which also was the point of that do you know what i mean which is very unhealthy i know nobody needs to tell me this (laughs) i'm working on it but that's how i've always dealt with it just because i think i am a bit of a control freak and i hate not feeling in control of my emotions well, kudos to you because I feel like I, I thought or I feel like I'm a control freak too and I just like to be in control. Mm-hmm. But I feel like times that I found myself really actually liking someone, I do not have a say over it. Okay. So usually like, if I'm having a conversation with friends and everything, if they're telling me, oh, I, you know, I'm holding men, I'm like, well, you don't really like that person. The fact that you still have your gumptions around you, <laughs> I've just not, never been able to. Like no matter, I consider myself a sensible person. But then when it comes to like that deep like or anything, I'm just, I'm gone. I can't control anything. I can't help all the things I do. (laughs) But, okay, but going back to the episode, my question was just, why did she tell Carrie this? (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm like, okay, one plus one is two, but why? What? 
we didn't see any prior conversations. <laughs> so where were this leading you to? But oh. anyways. <laughs> Carrie goes ahead and she calls Big and she's like, why do people get married if they're not in love? And just for posterity's sake, let me just say this. I don't think everybody should get married for love. Everybody has different reasons that they get married. My whole rule is as long as the two people are on the same page, I'm that's all well and good. But I don't think you have to get you. married just because of love because everybody wants different things in life. But anyways, Big, for the first time, said something something that I actually agreed with and made sense. He's like, for companionship, guilt. <laughs> he said political asylum. I just said, green card. I mean, what? <laughs> you made me laugh. I'm like, Big, Big has some wit, even though I find him very irritating. He is very witty. <laughs> so... And then she pointedly asked him, and he's like, so why did you get married? He was like, I was a fool in love. Then I became a fool in divorce court. And she says, now you're just a fool. He's like, ha, ha, ha. Exactly. Which is why I'm never getting married again. Dun, dun, dun. dun. I, I don't... You, what even is this relationship? I have to keep reminding myself that he's in his 40s and she's in his 30s. How do you drop another bomb on this girl like this again? Do you know what? Okay. <laughs> saw that i was like oh not for me but like he at least he's been honest about it right those are the kind of things you discuss before you get too close to somebody right or no listen uh, i'm not gonna join this train with you i'm not making excuses for big no, at least he's being honest yeah but there's a tact around it this man is supposed to be like a huge businessman he has sense I'm, I, I keep thinking, why can he ever read a room? Like, you got into trouble for the whole thing about not being married. Now the whole thing about not being married. In fact, that is when they should have had the conversation. There was a whole thing about being married. Okay, wait. So what's your issue with Big now? That he shouldn't have said it? You don't casually just say, like, in fact, that's why I'm never getting married again. But when you had that whole... about it. Mm, not well, he no, said, well, yeah, so when would have been a better time? Like the previous week? Even when they were talking about marriage, when he was like, oh, I got married or I got this or blah, blah, blah. And he was like, I uh, hope it's not something that's important to you, but due to all this, and even when she talked about cheating on her, mm -hmm. like, oh, this whatever like i don't think i want to get married again i hope that's not something that's important to you and i keep referring back to that episode where she says they talk hours on the phone what do they talk about because she seems to be finding out stuff on the fly <laughs> so but i don't things, know that things I'm come doing... up when they come up right but i feel like that's the question i would have asked if i were in Karen's shoes i agree but he's always so casual about things like things that i think are important like are big Mm -hmm. He doesn't just drop them like, hey, blah, blah, blah. He just says it like, oh, that's why I'm never getting married again. And you saw the way her face dropped and she said she had to concentrate on breathing. My thing with Carrie, I don't want to jump ahead. I don't want to jump ahead in this episode, but I would have been done with Big, like, probably a few, a few episodes back. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And I feel like this episode, for me, cemented that these two are not on the same page. They don't yeah. want the same things. So I would have been like, you guys need to separate here and now because you two clearly are not on the same page. But we'll get there. Like, especially yeah. towards the end of the episode, I was like, girl, like, what is this? But anyway. 
We'll yeah, there. I agree with you. So I don't know. Maybe there's not a better time. I think there's a better time, but I don't know that after you've been through a fiasco, knowing that Carrie can be a little not a little, she's a little sensitive, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. I don't know that I'll just casually say, especially if you don't know where her stance is on marriage. Mm-hmm. Like just so people say, and that's why I'm never getting married again. So, and you know, the girl doesn't say when something is bothering her. Okay. But, I, just, I hate that you make me always sound like I'm defending Bay because I don't even like Bay. But my whole point I'm is, not making you sound like girl. You, you, you are. This is like the third time you said, oh, I'm not getting into But this. you are. I'm not. It's my whole point is, these two are adults and you're saying it like they should have a checklist of things to talk about. That's not how real life works. That's not how I didn't see the checklist. I said he shouldn't just bring it up here in this. It's not like he said it. And then it was a conversation and a thing. He says it on the fly. It's just like, oh, I'm dating someone. And then we had a whole thing about, oh, how someone raised their kids and blah, blah, blah. And I don't say anything. The next time we're having a conversation, it's like, yeah, I understand what you're saying. You're right. That's why I don't want kids. I'm not going to say that casually to you. Can I just to say, someone that you just for uh, me, if someone brings something like that up on the fly, like you said, I would interrogate it. I wouldn't just let it go. I'm but, not. Okay. This is why- Okay, but this is why I say you sound like a big apologist because I'm not saying that she handles it right, but it doesn't change anything about how he did it. Okay. Like, I feel like what you're saying is focusing on, well, she's allowing it, well, she's doing it. And that, that yes, that's, I have an issue with that too, but I'm not talking about that. Why are I'm you talking about that? It's my whole point. Because I can't see- I can't keep going on and about Carrie. Like, I think that's assumed. Like, I just said she doesn't like to talk about things that bother her. But for me, I'm just talking about in the context of the the flow of the episode, mm-hmm. he just casually dropped it. She didn't know he was dropping it. So I can't talk about her on that part. I'm just saying he should be tactful and know the person that he's with, uh-huh. that she's sensitive or whatever. Like, that's not how I'm going to say, like... My whole point is, this, whether... I, I don't know about the whole, the time he should have said it, whatever. But he's just told told you, like, that's why I never want to get married. Are you not going to say anything else? Like, uh, either why not? Well, I would like to get married. So we need to talk about this. Yeah. I don't, do you know why I, I think about Carrie's? Because for me, Carrie's the protagonist. We see Carrie's life. So I put myself in Carrie's shoes. With Big, like, yeah, he's an asshole and says things like he shouldn't say. But I feel like Carrie, you can control what you want from this you can say it does that make but sense it does but to me it's implied i've said it over and over again till i'm blue in the face that she doesn't like to communicate and i literally just said she should have said it she should have she didn't even push on it or whatever she never says when something hurts her so i'm just going with the flow of both sides and his pattern of just not being able to take the cues and saying things right as far as i'm concerned he said other things Forget this marriage one. There's just certain things he says. And I'm looking at this guy like, how the ever are you successful in business if you don't know how to say things? I don't know. That's just <laughs> But I don't know. This was weird. What happens next? Where she randomly just asked him, are you in bed with someone? I was hoping you had more. A yeah, different I, th- I thought that was really weird. Because I'm like, why are you asking him that? Instead of asking him why he doesn't want to get married. <laughs> you're asking well... him if there's someone else in his bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't quite get that. I was like, maybe it's a joke I missed, and maybe it was okay. Yeah, that cool. was weird to me too. <laughs> so he was just like, "Did do you have someone in bed?" She's like, "No." But then, um, she asked herself, 
Could I date a man who would never get married? Mm -hmm. I couldn't. No, I'm just uh, sorry for the silence. I was just thinking because I'm just thinking, could she date a man who never get married? And she asked this question. I don't know if you remember that episode where they asked her if she was the marrying kind. And I told you that she didn't seem convinced with whatever answer she gave. And I felt like it's one of those things where, you know, she doesn't know. And I know you said, you know, people are allowed to change their mind and it's fluid or whatever. But to me, I just think like this is why it was important at that time where we're saying that for Carrie to have her own ideals Mm -hmm. and not necessarily when faced with the situation or faced with a man because that's when you can be easily swayed. Like, for example, she wasn't sure, was I or can I not? Like, I totally understand going with the flow. I know it's not my first nature, speaking of me personally, but I know it is for some people. But there's a reason why. is because now she thinks, oh, am I the marrying kind? Am I not? But all of a sudden you're faced with it. You're like, oh, but I like the guy. Okay, maybe I could. Could I really do without it? We don't know. But what do you want? Think of it like how you spoke about um Charlotte when they ask her this sexual favor, and it's like, do you want to do it? Not because you know that person wants to do it. So it gets to the case where now I like big, but I don't know if I want to get married. But if he doesn't, can I do? You know, do you understand what I'm saying? I hundred like, percent agree with yeah. you. I just feel like there's some things in your life you should know. You should know whether you want yeah. to get married. You should know whether you want children. You should know whether, I don't know, you're willing to live in another country. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? There are things like that I just feel like, as a 30-something-year-old woman, you should know about yourself. So it's not when a man brings it up that you should now be wondering, oh, I just thought, like, why are you now thinking about whether you want to get married or not? I don't know. It was strange to me. Exactly. Because because when they asked her, and then again, I don't know if it's the writing or whatever, the couple asked her, she was like, I don't know. I'm, I don't think I'm the marrying kind. But now all of a sudden, it's like this huge thing. You meet someone who doesn't want to get married and you're yes. not the marrying kind. Well, I mean, great. So what's the problem? Can I Carrie? just say, to me, this just underlines the toxicity of their relationship. Carrie, she says these things that she wants or she says the things that she's supposedly okay with. But then when confronted with opposition from big, all of a sudden she's willing to bend and change. Do you know what? Because she's infatuated with Big. So yeah. there are a lot of things that she probably wouldn't put up with from anybody else. But because she's infatuated with him, she's bending to fit yep. what he likes. That's what I mean about Carrie. That's what, as much as I don't like Big, because Carrie's my protagonist, that's why sometimes I feel a bit more upset <laughs> at her. Because I'm just like, girl, what do you want? If this isn't what you want, open your mouth and say. If you want to know these things, open your mouth and say. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. I get what you're saying. Yeah. And I, I'm trying not to be premature because, again, I'm just like, so far in this episode, I'm just like, Carrie's not the brightest ball. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not oh, even trying to. Carrie. I know she's supposed to be the voice of reason for her group of friends, but in a little way, she's not not like she's like charlotte but carrie just seems not empty but carrie just seems no, so she's empty <laughs> do you know, like, she's not anchored like what do you stand for what do you want yeah. what do you, like, you know she's so oh head in the clouds like yeah. she's just floating along and going yes. with the flow and i just feel like yeah. she should know what she wants at that age yes 
I'm not yes. saying you have to have everything together because who does? Mm-hmm. Not everyone has everything together, their life together. Mm-hmm. But these are like fundamental things I would know about myself as I date men. Does that make sense? Or date women, yeah. whoever you decide to date. Yeah. I just feel like, why are you now considering <laughs> whether you want to get married? And something that I think is so important, like, I don't think every relationship should lead to marriage, mm-hmm. but I do think every relationship should teach you something or you should learn something okay. from whatever relationship you're in. That's a fair point. But about yourself or about dating or about something, but I think you should always um, leave a relationship with a lesson. Oh, yeah. But it shouldn't have to end in marriage. That you actually, like, you know, practice, apply, and then mull over, and then you realize some things you realize, like, eh, no, it's just because this person was shit. Mm-hmm. But some things you realize, like, okay, we could do better, whatever. Yeah, that's a great point. And she tells the girls, and they're not even phased. That made me laugh out loud. I know, they dropped her. They're not even surprised. And then Kara's like, oh, geez, this might have been the wrong audience to tell. And then little Charlotte, who's 12, is like, but I don't like this. What if you date five years and you have nothing to show for it? I rolled my eyes. I'm sorry. <laughs> but anyway, to our point, Carrie was like, she wasn't thinking about getting ra- married, but now that's all she thinks about. I don't know. She needs to find out why all of a sudden that was a thing for her. But Samantha was like, you know what? Just be cool. Act like you don't care. And then he'll wonder why. And then you go in the ball game. And Charlotte is like, no. A healthy relationship is based. I don't know why I do that child voice when I try to just shout the ball. <laughs> <laughs> but Maybe it's appropriate. It's appropriate. She's like, a healthy relationship is based on honesty and communication. If it has a chance of succeeding. And I was like, Big and Carrie missed the boat on that one. But okay. Samantha says, that's cute if you're 25, but not at 32. Mm -hmm. Carrie's like, can I just ignore it? Oh, God, Carrie. And they wonder why it's a big deal. Miranda's like, why is that? Let me tell you, Miranda enjoys her meal. Every time they're out (laughs) in a meal, she's just smack smacking (laughs) anywhere they're going. She's having (laughs) a time with her life. <laughs> so she goes, um, what's the big deal that men are gonna be obsolete in fifty years? We're not gonna need them for kids and we're not gonna use them for sex as she just found out. And then Samantha's like, Ooh, someone just got their first vibrator. And then I don't know, it, somehow it made Charlotte sad. And Carrie's like, You can't replace a man with a battery operated device. Miranda says, You haven't tried the rabbit. And Samantha says, if you're gonna get one get one that's at least the horse i mean it's an attempt at a joke i guess charlotte is just going on and on about a vibrator can i call you on your birthday can't send you flowers it can't take you home to meet mama and then miranda says i know where my next orgasm is coming from who here can stay as much and they're all silent and i have to check that Carrie was still dating Big. Ah, see, bad writing. That was a hole in it. <laughs> or maybe Big isn't giving her orgasms. Ooh, I, I was like, it was either shade or they forgot. But yeah. either one. Because I'm like, uh, even Samantha I was surprised because that one always gets hers. Mm-hmm. Do you know the funny thing with that scene? I completely, completely forgot that the rabbit gained notoriety from Sex and the City. Mm-hmm. And actually, mm-hmm. it gave me the biggest flashback to being in high school 
and literally everybody was talking about it. And that was the first time we'd heard of it, all of that. And it was all from Sex in the City, her impact, the influence, all of that. Yeah. And I completely yeah. forgot. Yes, I remembered. I remember back in the day because my friend had mentioned it too. But back in the day, I was such a prude. I was like, what? You don't need that. You don't need advice. So you were Charlotte? <laughs> yeah, I was. Remember that listener question? Yes. I was like, I'm for Charlotte. I was like, what are you doing? But speaking of, what are your thoughts on sex toys? Ooh. <laughs> Can I put you on the spot? Very uh, no, fine. I'll be on the spot. Um... I think they're fine. I think they're, I mean, I can only speak for women. For women, I think they're kind of, they're important to help you know what you like and you don't like. That's how it can help. I'm not saying it's like you have to if you're not comfortable, but I do think that's like a great purpose they serve. And yeah, I'm all about women gaining pleasure because the majority of women don't gain pleasure from intercourse with men. We've all seen the stats. And even the yeah. ones that do gain pleasure. I mean, there's always stuff that men and sometimes you don't know what you want until you explore for yourself. So, yeah. yeah. I know I keep saying it, but I just really wish we had space for everybody on the spectrum. People who love to explore and people who are yep. very comfortable not exploring, just being whoever they are. I just feel like there should be space for everybody. I just hate it when people try yep. and pressurize people into things they're not comfortable with and also don't look down on people who are comfortable with doing that do you know what i mean i've said it before saying it again (laughs) (laughs) so this night they all go rabbit shopping but samantha has gone out on a date and they go in there they pick it up and carrie is shook at the price and it's like 92 dollars and i was so glad when miranda says come on that's the cost less than cost of a pair of shoes because Carrie won't even hesitate to spend like five hundred dollars in a pair of shoes, so I'm not even quite sure why she's, you know, going all screaming around for ninety two dollars. Was it her who said that, or was it Charlotte? Um, was it Carrie? Carrie. Okay. Yes, it was Carrie who was like ninety two dollars, and then she said that Charlotte was going on about, oh, I don't know, I still want to save it for a man I love. <laughs> Do you know what, Charlotte? <sighs> just being kinder to charlotte and take my own words but my whole point is girl you're steadily fucking like i don't understand (laughs) i feel like she's one of those people that couches her sexuality in different terms so it doesn't so in her head it elevates her above people like samantha when i'm just like what what are you doing that's so different from samantha do you know what i mean She's she just saying it. it to make herself feel better and not like, oh, I'm not promiscuous. Oh, I want to be in love and marriage. But you're still fucking, girl. Like, relax. Mm-hmm. 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 It's the hypocrisy. So, I don't like it. Well, to her, she's not. To her, she's in love, so that's okay. Mm. So, mm. Well, Carrie opens it, and it's a phallic pink. I think I just made up that color. I meant to say it's phallic, and it was pink. But... <laughs> <laughs> And then Charlotte goes on and on about it. She's like, oh, my God, it's so cute. I thought it'd be scary and weird, but it's cute and it's pink for girls. And honestly, are we sure Charlotte is, like, not? <laughs> I do, you know what? I'm not going to do that. But I, I just, women say that? I could just imagine. Oh, my gosh. I'm actually cracking up. Poor Charlotte. <laughs> okay. 
Anyway, the remote is actually what looked scary. That remote looked like a Nintendo game handle. It was huge. And it had a days before rechargeable <laughs> batteries, clearly. It sure was. So, anyways, we go to Samantha. I mean, good on Samantha for having some kind of storyline this um episode, because it's the first time that she's had a tangible storyline or plot. So Samantha calls her a date. They met at the wedding. His name is Jerry and he's British. And he's telling her from the moment we met, I knew we would have dinner together. She goes, ooh, you're cocky. And he's like, I'm the kind of person when I see something, I like it. I go after it. As he's saying all this, he's watching a girl walk by. I think Samantha misses that. I don't know. She's in her own world and closing her eyes as he's turning her head. And he's like, hold that thought. I'll be right back. 10 minutes later, he wasn't back. And then she goes looking for him. And she finds him with someone else. And I tell you, this is the first time I've probably seen Samantha dejected. Because she's usually unflappable. I felt so bad for her. Because I was just like, what a scumbag. Seriously. But anyway. And she's obviously younger. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. That was my first thought was if that had a thing for Samantha. But Samantha, a girl, she picks herself up. Like for a second, you can see the flash of disappointment. But she quickly puts her game face on and she's walking away. And then Turtle is somewhere there. He's so loud. And he's just like, Samantha, Samantha. (laughs) And then (laughs) she's trying to make her escape or whatever. But he invites her to join him on the table. And it's like a tight fit wherever it is that they are. So he asks her, oh, do you like my shirt? My ex-girlfriend got it for me. And Samantha never wants to waste any time. She just tells him straight up that he's Brett's thing. And this man actually knows that his breath stinks. <laughs> he's like, it's the Chinese herbs that I take. And he's like, I want you to see- reach in and slap him. I'm like, look at you. You're already like, you don't get the babes. And your breath is like a huge hindrance to your social life. And you know this. And you're willing to sacrifice it for some random Chinese herbs. Nah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, for a long life, which is why Samantha's comeback was the best. She was like, honey, if you're going to have that life, you're going to be single for that long life of yours. So they hit it off, but um, we find all this out because um, she called Carrie and they were just talking about it. And she was telling him everything that happened. And then she tells Carrie, I'm going to fix him up. And then um, Carrie asked the question to all of us Is it time to settle for what you can get? Do you have an answer for that? Hmm. I feel like a lot of people aren't honest about, but I've seen some people I know settle, even though they wouldn't say <laughs> they've settled. But you see it. You see some of your friends who had like like a certain standard of men they date or things that would be like never say never. And then all yeah. of a sudden they're dating someone. You're like, hmm, am I missing something here? And it's not just because they're madly in love with the person. You know, sometimes you meet somebody who's 100% not your spec, but you still yeah. really fall for them. And it's yeah. not even that case. Sometimes I'm like, do you guys even like really like each other? But I know it's because they think it's time to get married. I remember years and years and years ago, I had a friend who was like, she was older than me at the time. And she was... I think she was only oh my gosh it felt so old at the time but looking back she was actually only 31 and Mm -hmm. um she just got in out of a relationship with somebody she'd been with for a little while that she was engaged to and then she got into another relationship with someone again completely not her spec out of the blue and they were engaged like within six months and I was like oh okay that was good like do you like it she's like you know what I'm 31 I can't afford to mess around 
that was what she told me. And I was like, okay. Hmm. Anyway, they're still together though. So, hey. <laughs> See, but that's the thing. I think it goes back to what we discussed earlier where not everyone marries for love and that's okay. Which is why I've always had the a tough time with the word settling. Because okay. what is settling? Like even the example that you said where, okay, you see someone who dates a certain kind of person and then, you know, they date someone else from the outside. It looks like settling, but to them, not not to say that there aren't some who are settling, Mm -hmm. but it's just a tough thing to define because what is settling? If at this time of your life, you decide, okay, I'll give an example. There's this mag, um, it's Nigerian based and they talk about different people's romantic relationships. And there's a girl there who got married to be a fourth wife mm-hmm. it's not wanted but the guy is very kind to her she's the only one who lives in the house with him the other wives aren't there but he's rich she provides for her family and to her she's fine she goes like every people think that oh she's way younger than he is she says other people may look on the outside but life is short and this works out best for me i don't have to deal with any kids i don't have to deal with any other wives my family is taking care of i'm living an okay life and i'm fine or whatever she doesn't feel like anything's missing it just works for her because some people operate business like yeah she doesn't you know she doesn't feel like she's missing anything but everybody else will say you settle like who wants to be a fourth wife do you know so, that you've actually given me a kind of room for thought like what is settling at the end of the day and i'm also one of those people like i don't think love is everything in a marriage i feel like it's maybe 60 percent of the equation to have a successful marriage um yeah and i i also think it's possible to have a successful marriage without being in love with the person it's not what i want for myself but i feel like if that's what's like you said people have different priorities like this example you just gave me her priorities that her family's taken care of she's well looked after and she's left alone and i feel like if you get that that's success right so who are yeah that's not successful or she's settled and everything you just said now in the next 20 years i could ask you the same question like how you said oh it's not what i want in my life and blah 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 in the next 20 years, I could ask you that and it could be different. Yeah, you're right. You're you just right. Never, I think it's easy to equate a priority shift to settling. Yes. It, uh, yeah, that's actually true. Because I remember when I was younger, I wanted somebody who's like madly in love with me, all of that. But now I yeah. just, when people are, <laughs> I say when people are madly in love with me, <laughs> when I feel yeah. like somebody's infatuated with me, it actually makes me uncomfortable. Because I want you to see me as a fully fledged human being with all my flaws. Yeah. And if you if you refuse to acknowledge my flaws, it makes me nervous because it means I can yeah. never be myself completely. And then I will yeah. know if you quote unquote loving me is dependent on me being perfect in your eyes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 yeah so and everyone and everyone handles loneliness differently. So mm-hmm. people when people were companionship that's a huge thing and i don't think it's ever shown more than during this pandemic you yes. just realize you just want you know somebody to be there with you or someone to be by your side or whatever so if it's like i have to sacrifice whatever it is that i had in my mind because even for people who quote unquote are in love and all that kind of stuff sometimes they don't end up with what they envisioned in their head and sometimes that's how people miss out on a good thing because it's like nah that's not what i imagined so no yeah. but it might be what you need so yeah, so basically that's why I struggle with that word settle because I don't. That's know. true. I actually do think of. I don't want to say I've missed out because I think what's meant for you is meant for you. But I know yeah. I've like turned down men in the past 
that I may give a chance to now because it's a different maturity level, different things are important to me. And yeah, yeah. it probably would work out now. So yeah, I don't want to... Yeah, does it make sense? I feel like I'm waffling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. That's the same thing. Like, priorities shift. Everything is different. Like, someone could be a widower when they're 50 or 60 and just be like, I'm lonely and I just want, you know, maybe sex is important to someone when they're younger. Now it's like, it's not my top priority, but I want someone who makes me laugh or someone who is handsy. I don't know. Yeah. So, yeah, that makes sense. So, continuing on, Carrie meets up with Brooke. Even though this meetup didn't seem so innocent it looks like carrie wanted to pick her brain and that's the other thing about carrie's relationships is like are you really wanting to be with me or are you trying to get information for your column so who knows oh, you know but, what? i thought the same thing i was like imagine being <laughs> carrie bradshaw's friend like everything you say will go in her bloody column like come on now <laughs> <laughs> so ask um brooke how is it being married brooke is like it feels fabulous that it feels like an enormous weight has been lifted off of her. And Carrie says that that's a good thing. <laughs> this whole interaction was so weird. Carrie seemed like, I don't even know what the English word would be. She just, it didn't look like it was from a good place. I don't know if that, that that's the word to put. She was projecting her situation with Big, I guess. I don't yes. know. She's like, when you lift it, is that a good thing? So you're saying you're happy. And she says, yeah, it was just weird. It was just awkward. So Carrie herself knows that that whole interaction was weird because at some point I think Brooke was like, what are you trying to say? Or what, what do you mean? So Carrie was like, oh, I hope I didn't give you the wrong impression and blah, blah. But they got interrupted because they ran into Samantha and Turtle. And Turtle is all made over. He's like in Steve Jobs and his black turtleneck and a black coat. And Charlotte, um, sorry, Samantha has, you know, made him a new man. And then Brooke says to um, Carrie that she's smart. She seems happy. And then Carrie just deduces that everyone is settling. Oh, Carrie's such a brat. I know. Oh my gosh. Oh. Like, please forgive me. I don't I don't like to drag women. <laughs> and I just always feel like I'm dragging Carrie. But like I keep saying, she's our main character. So unfortunately, we get most of her life. So yeah. it is what it is. So anyway, so Charlotte and Carrie are at yoga. And Charlotte says she's in, um, she's enjoying her rabbit, but she feels like she's broken her vagina. And then she's like scared she would never enjoy sex with a man again, that she comes every time with it, but not all the time with a man. And Carrie was like, um, you can enjoy both. Charlotte's like, nope, I'm done with it. I'm not doing this. Oh, and by the way, I can't make it. She was supposed to see the ballet with, um, Carrie that night. She's like, by the way, I can't make the ballet tonight. And I'm like, and then Carrie deduces that she's doing that because she wants to spend time with her rabbit. And I'm like, really? It's that bad for a rat? I don't know. Do you know what? Just because it was Charlotte, I actually believe it. Because like I said, she's the type on like in public, like she's doing just now to talk down about something and be like, oh yeah, it's enough, whatever. But behind closed doors, <laughs> she's been a hypocrite. She's mm. just as sex starved as the rest of them. She's just dressing it up in a different way. I don't know how she's getting sex starved. Well, she's not sex get... starved, sex crazed, maybe I should say. Yeah. You okay. know what I mean? Yeah. So Stanford and Carrie, they go instead and they just came out of the ballet and they're just chit-chatting. Stanford is telling Carrie how he placed an ad in the paper, like he was that desperate to meet someone, and the guy 
<laughs> the guy comes over and tells him, like, no, meet you, it's not going to happen. And Stanford is just feeling bad. And he's like, even guys like me don't want guys like me. I felt so bad for him. Uh, Stanford <laughs> seems like such a... Yeah, but it's it's harsh out in the streets, man. People are shallow. And it still um, is. Nothing's changed, so... They really are. And you know what? You know what it reminded me of? Because, okay, for those who didn't watch, when he says even guys like me don't want guys, the guy was bald like Stanford and a little dorky looking like Stanford. And this guy really had the audacity to be like, me, you, it's not going to happen. But it reminds me of like, for example, I think we see that on social media a lot where men who are like fat keep clowning on other fat women. And I'm like, why are you doing that? Like well, men who you look like a big toe want to call another woman ugly as well. Yep. Yeah. It's the weirdest thing to me. Like, why would you like you look like you're you have no teeth and your hairline is like way at the back, and then you come with someone and he's going at them like, how do you think that like, you have the gall, you know, to do that? It's someone, delusion. It's delusion. I, I don't understand that. But anyway, Carrie tries to, you know, reassure him and was like, oh, maybe it's just a phase. And then Stanford is like, it's not a phase. 15 years of rejection is a lifestyle. I don't know. He has It's not, it's sad, but honestly, I really like that line. I know <laughs> like, when he said it, it made me feel sad. I was like, oh. <laughs> so he's like, maybe he should just marry a woman and get money. Apparently his grandma gives money um, in their family whenever they get married, but she doesn't know that he's gay because she doesn't believe in gay <laughs> and Carrie is so self-centered that she goes oh that's funny because Big doesn't believe in marriage <laughs> <laughs> I have the same thought I'm like girl what does this have to do with your situation right now have you noticed the whole episode like what you were saying I can't remember the name of her red-headed friend that she just had lunch with but um she spends the whole episode projecting her own insecurities and her own um, issues on her friends yeah. who are just minding their business. She wants everybody to be as miserable as she is. <laughs> That's what yep. it is. Misery loves company. Yep. So Stanford jokingly says they should get married and they just start joking about it and say like it'd be a possibility. So Big and Carrie are in bed and then she tells him, oh, I got a marriage proposal because she's never wanted to get straight to the point. I think she's baiting him. And then he, Big B, Big, he just keeps mocking her. We know. <laughs> like, from who? <laughs> so um, they have a gallery opening that they were supposed to go, and Charlotte called to cancel again, and Miranda and Carrie are like, okay, that's enough. They go and they intervene, and then they go get the um rabbit out of her and i cannot believe that carrie touched it okay i thought the same thing i'm like you guys are touching your friends vibrators that's what we're doing nowadays Uh -uh. Mm -mm. no thanks (laughs) so yeah i will say though like charlotte looks so relaxed she had bedhead going she was like dream in a dreamlike state but yeah so i guess they got rid of it and they got to go to the gallery opening Sam and Turtle are at dinner, and this man is going on about mushrooms. I don't even know what it's like. And then Samantha just had a light bulb, and she's just like, nah, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> and she told me, I like, I got to go. I'll call you. The kind that means I will never fucking call you. Yeah. yeah. I don't even know what I was thinking. And then what I found interesting was that he turns to the woman beside him, 
to ask if she likes his shirt because his ex picked it out. Now I couldn't tell if he was acknowledging that he was he just got dumped. Yeah. Or if this is the pickup line because this is the same line he used for Samantha. No, I feel like he he was just acknowledging that Samantha was never gonna call him again. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And honestly, I feel Samantha. You could see she was just trying to make everything work. Do you know what Turtle's yeah. problem is though? It's just he's a very boring man. There's nothing interesting about him. And you could just see the life draining out of Samantha's eyes every time he mentioned another mushroom. Porcini, this. And she was like, oh my gosh, I can't do this anymore. And I feel like if he had any hint of like a sparkling personality, she would have been completely fine with it because she's clearly willing yeah. to overlook looks, but she can't deal yeah. with a dull man. And honestly, I feel her. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense, but what I found interesting, I don't know if it's a kudos or an oversight, was they didn't touch anything about the sex life. Because ordinarily, Samantha would be all, I mean, he may be boring your bar, but in bed, yeah. he's a different person. I don't think but they, they have sex. Do you think they have sex? I don't know, it's Samantha. I don't know, all that investment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, so I, well, that's what I found interesting. They didn't even touch on that at all. Yeah. So, but I don't know. Maybe it's a nice change of pace. And then in this week's weird storyline, Carrie and Stanford actually go through with going to see his grandma, which I just thought was just a strange thing to add to the episode. <laughs> so they're going through family photos and seeing all the um, youngsters, cute little young Stanford. And then she, uh, Stanford's grandma asked Carrie, do you want a family? And apparently she didn't know if she wanted a family until that moment. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> And then she's like, yes, 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 I do. And then she says, I know, hope you know you're wasting your time because Stanford is a fruit. I mean, (laughs) if anyone doesn't know, they didn't give their grandma much credit. But yeah, so that was that. So I guess the whole purpose of that was for her to acknowledge that she wants a family and she has to address big. Yes, she wants to be married and she wants a family. (laughs) Two things that I would never associate with Carrie. But yeah, okay, I get it. (laughs) But Anyways, Big and Carrie are making dinner. They're making us sauce. And then from nowhere. And this is my thing. So the same way I say Big just blurts out, just casual, like just weird, is the same thing I accuse Carrie of because that's the same thing. She doesn't say things when she's supposed to. And then it gets to a head and she just blurts from nowhere. And she just blurts out, I'm sorry, I just want to get married. Did not even acknowledge it. He kept going on about the sauce. He's like, <laughs> it was literally just to use like it was like, oh, huh? Did, did you hear anything? Oh, oh, must have been the wind. He completely blanked her. It was so funny. <laughs> and then from nowhere, he's like, I mean, I thought we were having fun, oh. and of course, Gary brushes it off. And the next thing I look up, they're making out. I'm like... And then the episode ends, right? Uh, yes, because she ends it with, my Zen teacher says that true happiness is living in the moment and not worrying about the future. But of course, he's penniless and single. So what does he know? But if this is how it's so easy. You could bend anything to fit your narrative. I wanted to say, Carrie, I was literally like, girl, run. This man, like, you just told him you want a family. And he completely, like, blanked you, didn't give you any kind of answer. He's telling you with his silence what his answer is. Run, girl, run away (laughs) for your own mental well-being. 
you know what I think? I mean, like in retrospect now, I'm thinking maybe Big doesn't respect her. He mm. likes her. But I don't know that he respects her. And quite very honestly, this could change. And I know everyone thinks it's a great love story. I thought that then, I'm confirming it now. I do not think Carrie and Big have chemistry. Do you know they what? They have I think you're 100% right about the respect. I don't think he respects her at all. Which is why I can't, you know, I keep going on about she allows him to get away with yeah. the things she allows him to get. Which is why I said yeah. I'm not on big side. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> but Carrie has to respect herself. Do you know what I mean? Yes, yeah, so you're right. Yeah. I don't think he respects her at all. The chemistry, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think I have a definite conclusion on that. Then that's where I think conversation wise, look, banter is the best word because it's not always conversation wise. Mm -hmm. Like when they go back and forth, I can see it there and Big is a flirty guy and he just makes her feel giggly. But I don't know. Every time I see their sex scenes, I don't feel anything. Yeah, I'm the just sex like, scenes, no, you're right. Or anything, or even when they kiss or whatever, it's just I don't feel like, like even with Charlotte and any of her boyfriends, I'm like, oh, okay. When they're making out, it's like it's intense. Go. When Big and Carrie are kissing, I'm just like, two heads i don't i don't know it just That's i don't know i don't point. think they have i feel like they have they do have better banter because even thinking about before yeah. they went out on their first date you know when he kept running into her and she was super yes. flirty with him there was definitely a lot more electricity in the air yeah but yeah you're right you're right i think maybe it's just bad directing honestly of the sex scenes they just don't seem comfortable yeah or it could just be because we just don't necessarily approve of the relationship it clouds everything else yeah, we're being biased <laughs> no that could be another thing is like everything i see i'm just like how could you even like how can you even open it for this guy because he literally just did xyz or anything yeah. so no but that ended really pissed me off it made me really want to shake carrie i'm like this man I mean, legit just told you with his silence a hundred percent so just he's rude. wrong for your life he's <laughs> just rude yeah. and then maybe maybe this is the reason she doesn't want to bring up stuff because he does these things so then he brings up stuff he's either mocking her or bringing her down or just not acknowledging i don't know and guys like look please why i'm so hard on carrie like i've said before there are several elements of her that remind me of myself so when i drag carries like i'll say like 50 percent of the time i'm dragging myself and i've been there <laughs> when you're like unwilling to approach something with somebody because you like the person but my whole yeah. point is like carrie come on you're a grown-ass woman and these are things that are important to you and they're clearly yeah. important to you because you spend all 24 minutes of this episode obsessing about it like come on this is your sign right there you asked a question he gave you an answer not with words but he gave you an answer so don't i just don't want her to come up to us episodes later and complain about it and we know she will so i'm, I'm correct preemptively annoyed with Carrie <laughs> yeah I know I think what's so frustrating is like we know because we've seen that you've come to the realization that you do want to get married you do want to get kids and he's told you that he doesn't want to get married so then what yeah why are you still here <laughs> so I'm hoping the continuity doesn't play in next episode and they actually do address it but my bet is probably on we're going to move on to another problem. Yeah, so. I agree with you. We're probably going to talk about, I don't know, men who have feet fetishes or something. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Maybe he'll drop all. I'm a dog person. Yes. Like, I, like I don't know. 
But yeah, that was the episode for this week. So yeah, it was a lot that happened, but I think it was fun. Yes, it, it was. Fun, but it was fun and it was good to know. Good to see and good to learn more about Big at the same time as Carrie. Yep. Well, I feel like we're almost done with season one. I actually can't believe that. I know. We have about four episodes left. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Well, we're on. Thank you guys for following us on this as usual. Please leave us a five star rating on Apple Podcasts. Leave your reviews. We will listen. We love them. We like them. Please keep them coming. Um, our handles are the rewatch times two. That's T H E R E W A T C H X two on Instagram and on Twitter. And you could also send us an email, and that's at gmail.com. We're available on Spotify and anywhere else that you listen to your podcast. Yep, give us a five star rating on Apple, guys, please. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Thanks, guys, and see you next week. Bye.